Sunday morning, and we are still in a study on Christmas. You can never finish studying Christmas. Christmas has to do with the fire and tree worship of the ancient world that Israel was involved in. That eventually came into the church under Constantine. There's only one religion outside of God, and that is Babylonian, because the Bible says, I've used this illustration a thousand times. The Bible says in Revelation 17 and 5, that Babylon is the mother of harlots. Harlots means all other religions because it means, it's a word that means idolatry. So the mother of all idolatry is Babylon. And you always have to go back to Babylon to look at what she was founded on. She was founded on, let us make us a name. That's the doctrine of Babylon. In Genesis 11 and 4, the key to this is name Shem. That is God's authority in the world at that time was Shem, the second-born son of Noah. Now, I've gone through that. He is the second-born. Japheth was the first-born, and Ham was the third-born. And they, said, they were, in essence, saying, we don't like Shem ruling us. We want another Shem. Another, the word Shem means authority. It's the word name every time you find it in the Old Testament. Let us make up our own authority. And what they did, they came up with a trinity. They came up with a savior. Their saviors were the sun gods. It was like Hercules or... Uh, any of the other male gods. In Israel, it's Baal. When you look up Baal in McClinic and Strong, it will tell you that that is the Tyrian Hercules. When you see Tyrian, you think, you think of Tyre. Right, big. Okay. You think of Tyre. And Tyre is right above Israel. That's what came down into Israel through the marriage of Jezebel to Ahab. And she married Ahab. Tyre is the same thing as Lebanon on the eastern end of the Mediterranean. Right below Lebanon or Tyre and Sidon is Israel. Well, that was married down into Israel. So the Tyrian Hercules... And Baal are all the same. Israel was involved in Baal worship. Now, there's no other religion besides Babylonian. That's where they invented sun and tree worship. The sun god was the savior. They had a trinity. They had the, the father of the gods, the mother of the gods, 
and they had their savior, which would be Hercules. And they had, I use the word Hercules. It doesn't matter if it was Adonis or whether it was the female deities was Ceres or Sybil or Mylita. That was different names for the female deities in all of the different city-states. So they, if you crossed a border, you'd get, it's kind of like when you would cross the border, what Israel called demons, Israel called, called demons, when you went over the border of Israel into Arabia, or any of the Arabian states, they called the same thing that Israel called demons, they called genies. And genie comes from the word gene, and your gene is your makeup, that's your ancestry. That's ancestor worship. And Israel deified their ancestors and called them demons, which means to distribute fortunes. And what do you get from a genie? You get three wishes from a genie. Three wishes. The three wishes come from the Christmas tree, from the tree. The tree goddess, wherever you find it, it comes out of Babylon. The Bible says the mother of all idolatry is Babylon. So when you when you go back to the tree in the garden, in the garden, Eve looked at the tree and she saw a tree that was good for food. Here's the three wishes of the genie. Good for food. Pleasant to the eye. Isn't that amazing? She saw it pleasant to the eye because idolatry means to serve what you see, what you put in your eye. Pleasant to eye. And it would make her wise. Well, over here in First John two sixteen, First John two sixteen, John describes what's in the tree. The tree was the giver in the pagan world. They said the tree was the giver of all divine gifts to men. What was in the tree? John says all that is in the world that you can distribute the fortunes of the demons. Or the genies, or if you go into the Celtic lands, among the Celts, the Celts, the Celts are the same thing as the Druids. Their gods were the Druids. They worshipped the fire, they worshipped the tree, and they worshipped the rattlesnake, or the snake, not the rattlesnake, but the snake. Well, the snake goes back to the garden. It all ties up to the same thing. And John said, all that's in the world that you can distribute to yourself. Oh, I started to say the Druids worshipped fairies. And what do you get from fairies? You get wishes. Wishes. You get gifts. Gifts from the fairies. John said, all that's in the world. Here's everything in the world. First John 2, 16. All that's in the world is the lust of the flesh. Same three things that's in the tree. They were right when they said it was, it was the giver of all divine gifts to men. Because here's, here's the divine gifts. Lust, the good for food, 
pleasant the eye and it make her wise. The Bible says the lust of the flesh would fulfill, give her for food, and the food that we eat as, as Christians, nomos is the Greek word law, is the Greek word law, it means legal food for animals. In our case, sheep. Legal food. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Pride of life. Lust of the flesh would fulfill Eve's desire for good for food. The world eats, we eat nomos. The world eats anomos. The alpha negates the word nomos. That's the Greek word law. And anomos is the word A-N-O-M-I-A. Anomia, the alpha negating the word, it means no legal food. And that is the word iniquity. So eating of that other tree in the garden or the original Christmas tree, this is the giver of all divine gifts over here to man. So when you get over here, lust of the flesh fulfilled her good for food. Lust of the eye, that's amazing, pleasant to the eye. And the pride of life, and she could be proud and her own wisdom and her own conceits, it would make her wise. These are basically the gifts of the tree. The gifts of the tree. Let me see if I got this thing here I want to tell you about. Gifts. Gosh, what's wrong with Christmas? Gifts, mainly. That's the biggest thing. If you take the gifts out of Christmas, how many people are going to do it? They are not going to do it. If you say, look, I'll celebrate it with you. Stop the gifts of any kind anywhere. Make that against the law. How many people are going to keep doing it? Nobody. What's a gift for? It pacifies people. Makes them, oh, let's look and see what the Bible says about this. Can we do that? Look over here in Exodus 23. This is one of the big problems with the Christ Mass is the gifts. Now, everything about Christmas is pagan. I've had people say, well, it goes back to the Puritans. It goes way back beyond the Puritans. It goes back to the ancient world. It goes back to the Garden of Eden. It's where it started. Then after the flood, after the flood, they rebuilt the Garden of Eden in Babylon when they said, let us make up our own name. We'll become our own authority. I'm going to have a name around this town and people are going to know who I am. Have you ever felt that way? I have. People are going to know me. I'm going to be special. Has anybody wanted to be special? We well, already special if God chose you because only a certain few are going to understand and hear this. Only a few have the law written in their hearts. So this is where it all started over here. And they, when the flood came, Babylon was built right after the flood, Genesis 11 and 4. Genesis 11 and 4. 
That's when they said, we'll build us a city and a tower, and we'll make ourselves a name. Now, when you do this, God says to Babylon, when you do this, I'm going to confuse your languages. America has made itself a name. It's redefined the Word of God. That's what it's done. America does not believe the truth. The preachers don't believe the truth. You don't hear them talking about daily cross, death to self, self-denial, and that you have to be hated by the world to go to heaven. If you don't have a daily cross, you can't be a follower of Christ. I don't hear the preachers say that. They have, he, God says, now when you say, let us make us a name, I'm going to come and confuse your languages, and what other thing will happen? Now nothing will be restrained from these people which they have imagined. And everything in the world is by man's imagination. When you try to give somebody something out of the original text of the Bible, they say, that's your opinion. I keep saying this, that America is insane. If you can't think correctly and you can't believe the facts when you hear it, you're crazy. That means all these preachers up and down the street are crazy. When you're crazy... You don't mean you're just out here uh, doing some of the... I don't believe there's a whole lot of difference in people out here in Central State in preachers and pulpits. They've learned how to make money with their craziness. Those people out there are frustrated because they can't get up to the top of the world where everybody else is. It's really amazing that people think that. If you look in the Bible, you won't find people having a treatment for crazy but the bible speaks of men being crazy anytime you find possessed possessed with devils it's one word in the greek it is one word you when you see the man the demoniac in matthew 8 mark 5 And Luke 8, this man has to be nuts because in Matthew 8, the reason you need to read all of them is because in Matthew 8, he's screaming and yelling and running through the tombs. He's not doing this over here in Luke 8. It doesn't say he is, but he's the same guy over here. So he's running through the tombs, screaming and yelling, cutting himself all over, bleeding all over the place, making a fool of himself. Well, the Bible says he was possessed with devils. says it in each one of the chapters. The word is D-A-I-M-O-N. That's the common word, demon. D-A-I-M-O-N-I-Z-O-M-A-I. Demonizomai is the word possessed with devils. Mr. Strong and a half a dozen other people will tell you it means insane. Then after Jesus had his confrontation with the man, 
Jesus cast this desire to fulfill self out of him. That's all insanity is. If God can take well your desire for you, everybody's got some insanity in them. You know what that is? Sin. Self. That's all it is. You can get, if you can get over yourself, you can get over your nervousness. And everybody's taking, what is that stuff you take, Mary? Valium. Not Valium. <laughs> What's that stuff you take? Anxiety medicine. Anxiety medicine. If everybody can get over themselves, I'm not saying you don't have some legitimate problem being nervous from the time you're young. Mary has that. And some of you have the same thing. So. I don't want to kill as often as I used to. <laughs> she said, I don't want to kill as often as I used to. <laughs> Mary has changed tremendously in these last 10 years. And she wrestles with that blood pressure. I believe if the hardest thing we wrestle with is getting rid of that man that outer man and he causes us to get nervous and stressed out and just gets crazy doesn't that's our problem that man the bible says he was possessed with devils when jesus cast out this desire for self into the swine the man wanted it to be in the swine jesus didn't want it to be in the swine he said don't drive it away put it in the swine and jesus says here's what they'll do whenever i Put in, in them what's been in you. They'll kill themselves. Animals can't live with this desire for self. They'll just have to run off a cliff somewhere into the sea. And I got a lot to say about that. But the Bible says, when after all this happened, the men came and sat at the feet of Jesus, listening to him teach. And the Bible says, when he came to his right mind... Right mind is the word sophroneo. Sophroneo means sane mind. When it came to his sane mind, gifts will stop you from being sane. It will keep you from saying the things that you should say. Maybe the gift of just being someone's friend or being able to be around them. But you don't want to get too heavy with the truth. Give them the gift of a peace offering and not tell them the truth. And get the gift of getting along in the flesh. That's the gift. That's a gift as well as wrapping something up and handing somebody. If you go to a Christmas gathering and it's your sister-in-law and she's there cussing or telling her, her husband's telling a dirty joke, uh, you got to give them the gift of being peaceful and let them do what they want at a Christmas party, don't you? That's what you have to do. And the gift will buy, pacify them. But the thing about gifts is that you, uh, if someone gives you a gift and they know you don't celebrate Christmas, they're thinking, well, maybe this will pacify Jim and that way he won't get upset at me for not, for for going ahead and going along and they'll give you something and they won't wrap it up around Christmas time and they feel guilty because they're giving other people things and they think well this will pacify him that's what the Bible says 
Now let's go over here. Let's look, look at some of these gifts. Look here in Exodus 23. Exodus 23. And look here at verse 8. Exodus 23.8. Gifts is probably... You take the gifts out of Christmas like one of the staff writer for the U.S. News and World Report said you take it out of the marketplace, Christmas would not survive. And it wouldn't. Everybody's waiting. You know what? You never get what you think you're going to get. You don't get something worth getting, do you? You get a tie. And who cares about a tie or a shirt? I can buy a shirt and tie. You keep thinking this thing, you know what you like? The wrapping. It makes you think there must be something in there I really want. And then when you open it up, you don't really want it and don't really care about it, do you? And that's really the truth. I never got a Christmas gift that I cared about getting. Never one time. One of the... You gave me an interlinear Bible. Okay, I got that. But I appreciate that. Interlinear Bible. 23. Let's look at some of these things on gifts. 23 and 8. 23. Exodus 23, verse 8. Thou shalt take no gift, for the gift blindeth the wise and perverteth the words of the righteous. A gift will stop you from telling somebody the truth. I don't want to offend them now. Look what they gave me. Oh, man. Now let's go over here. Let's look at some more of these. Look at Deuteronomy 10. That's very sobering, isn't it? It blinds the wise stops him from saying the truth are you going to take a gift from somebody and say let me tell you about predestination let me tell you this gift you gave me is pagan and I'd really rather you take it back to the store or burn it out in the front yard tell somebody that next time they try to give you a gift at Christmas if you give me a gift I'm going to burn in the front yard without looking what's in it and actually do it and they'll think next time they give you something. But I put $25 in there. Well, it's burned up now. It's a good lesson to you. All right, look here. at Deuteronomy 10 and 17. Let's look at some of these. Deuteronomy 10. The Bible doesn't have any good thing to say about gifts. 10. 17. All right. For the, for the Lord your God is a God of gods. Now that word gift is the word shachad. S-H-A-C-H-A-D. This word gift. S-H-A-C-H-A-D. Shachad. Every time we were reading these, I'm going to read a verse on this word shachad. It means a gift. Or it means a bribe. You know why preachers won't tell the truth from their pulpits? They got all these wolves on the deacon's board and on the finance committee that own companies and they need to keep they need to keep the money coming in to pay the building payments so they lie to the congregation. 
People say, you're presumptuous in that. I'm not presumption. That's a fact and a truth. I used to be a deacon in the Baptist church. You tell the truth. <laughs> used to be a deacon in the Baptist church. So let's look at this one more time. For the Lord your God is a God of gods, a Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and a terrible, which regardeth not re persons, nor taketh the word is shall call gifts or rewards. God, you can't buy your way out of God. Can't give him a gift. Look here in 16 and 19 in Deuteronomy. I'm going to read you a bunch of these. 16 and 19. 16 and 19. Thou shalt not rest judgment it means to twist the word of god in judgment that's what preachers do when you try to tell them predestination well it don't mean that it means exactly that you moron thou shalt not respect persons remember respect persons means to favor them tell everybody the same truth just because some guy's popular in your church Thou shalt not respect persons, neither take a shall call a gift. For the gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. Getting a gift from somebody will pervert your words and you won't tell them the truth. That's what the Bible says. Look here in 27 and 25, the same book. 27, 25. Here's Shekhod one more time. 27, 25. I believe the gifts that happened at Christmas are the only reason for having it. And that may be it. The turkey is a gift. The giblets is a gift. Everything you get to have at Christmas time is a gift that blinds your eyes to the truth. Look here at 27, 25. 27 and 25. All right. Cursed be he that taketh reward shall cod to slay the innocent person and all the people will say amen. You take a gift. It doesn't just mean just to kill them, but to slay them spiritually, whatever you do. Now, Look here in Second Chronicles 19 and 7. Second Chronicles 19. What's wrong with it? I'm showing you what's wrong with it. You won't have the guts to stand up to your family if you, if you exchange gifts with them, will you? Huh? If you exchange gifts with them, then you, gotta, then you have to uh, eat with them. While your sister-in-law cusses, your brother-in-law tells dirty jokes, won't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean you can go someplace where that don't happen? No. Or you have to fellowship with unbelievers, have no fellowship with unbelievers? Well, rebuke them, the Bible says. Now look here in Second Chronicles 19. Second Chronicles 19. What's wrong with Christmas gifts? And if you don't do nothing but 
somebody says, well, I'm not going to give you a gift. I'm going to send you on a vacation. That is a gift. Or I'm not going to give you a gift. I'll just invite you over and you can eat with us and you can break God's law doing that. Look here. Second Chronicles 19. Look here at verse 7. So they hired 30 and 2,000 chariots and the king of Maacah and his people, Madiba and the children of Ammon. No, oh, I'm reading the wrong one. I'm reading First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 19, 19, and verse seven. Wherefore now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God nor respect of persons. Remember the word respect of persons in the New Testament. Prosoopliteo means, comes from pros and ops and lambano. This is the word prosoopliteo. P-R-O-S-O-P-L-A P-T-E-O. It is a construction of these. Pros, meaning toward. Ops, we get our word optical from that. It means to see. Lambato means to take hold. It means to motion to what you see and take hold of that. That's why covetousness is idolatry. Idolatry means to serve what you see. Well, this means to look at the exterior of a person. She's pretty. I'm gonna, not going to tell her the truth. I might get a date with her. Well, you better tell her today rather than tomorrow because she'll break up with you if she's going to break up over you respecting her. God says, I don't respect persons there. In verse... Where was I? Seven. Or respect of persons or taking of gifts, bribes. You can't bribe God. And you, if you are letting people off the hook, it's for the gift of peace that you can have in your life with them. That's a gift. It's a fleshly gift. I want to get along with my family. I want to get along with everybody. And I don't want nobody persecuting me. And I don't want anybody telling me I have to bear a cross and follow Christ. I don't want the cost of a daily cross. So I'm going to protect myself. Oh, i got to tell you all something. I forgot to tell you. Went into the bank the other day. And uh, I've told you about this bank president that told me I couldn't pass out DVDs in there. And I went in, and uh, Dee had asked me to get a statement on the uh, the uh, missionary fund. And I went in and asked one lady. She said, you're going to have to talk to her, and that was the bank president. And I said, one of I said, I need a statement on the missionary fund. She said, sit down over there, and I'll be right with you. 
in a little bit, she called me over. Okay, Mr. Brown. I went over and she said, did you have a good Christmas? I said, Christmas is pagan. It's Roman Catholicism. And it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. She said, I guess I'm going to get a lesson now. I said, you sure are. <laughs> I mean, I just scared her. I scared her bad. You could see that. I said a couple other things to her. I just told her it was paganism. It was, I said it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. I said it's Roman Catholicism, and I don't do that. She said, what about New Year? I said, it's part of the same picture. And she was frightened of me. You could see it in her eyes. She said, sit over there and I'll go get this statement for you. She went over and sat down. I went over and sat down. And I was going to do what she told me not to do to her. I was going to give her a DVD. <laughs> but she walked by me and she said, here's the statement. It's on both sides and she kept walking. She didn't even stop. She didn't want me to say anything. I had the DVD in my hand. I just wanted to say, hey, let me ask you something. I'm going to ask her this before it's over with. When you have a builder or somebody come in here, do you ask them what their income and debt so is so you can get their income to debt ratio, whether they're qualified for something or not? Do you all do that here? She'll probably say yes. I'll say, well... Teaching Greek and Hebrew and history is my, is my vocation. And I keep all the money in the bank for my vocation here at this bank. And I think you really need to see what I'm about here. Listen to this. I'm not afraid of people. Don't care what she says. I've been at that bank since she was about a year old. I've been there 40 years at when it was Commerce Union, when it was Sovereign Bank. I forget the other names it was. I've been there a long time. But it's kind of scared her because she knew not to stop and say anything to me as she walked by. Here, there is, I'm going here. I'm going over here. You know. So I just thought y'all might be interested in knowing that. Now, let's go look at another couple of these. Look over here in Psalms 15. <coughs> Job speaks of this in Job 15.34 as bribery. This word is shall called. Then he says here, David says in Psalms 15 and 5. I just want to show you what's wrong with the Christ mass. A gift keeps you from telling somebody the truth, doesn't it? A gift can be more than something wrapped up in a present it can be peace between you and them so that you don't offend anybody it can be a gift of peace of fleshly peace I don't want anybody to get mad at me be angry at me Psalms 15 and 5 that's that's the main reason we don't tell our family the truth we want the gift of getting along I don't care whether I get along or not. And I'm not wasn't mad at the banker. Still I'm mad at her. I expect that of people who don't know nothing about God. Look here at Psalms 15 and 5. 15 and 5. He that putteth not out his money to usury, excessive interest rates is what usury is, nor taketh reward against the innocent. 
That can be a con you put on somebody and you get a reward by conning them out of their money. You have to be completely honest 24 hours a day around the clock. Unto him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. If you know you're supposed to be standing up for truth and you don't stand, that word good, kalos, it means what is beautiful, but it also is the word honesty every time you find it in the New Testament text. You're not being honest when you hide the truth from people. Jim, I just can't do what you do. I know how it is. Your heart pounds and you get palpitations in your chest and, and you're scared when you're starting to witness to people and you don't know what to say to them. I know that. My suggestion is that you learn a lot of these Greek words and watch the DVDs. Take notes on them. Let me tell you a secret. Don't tell nobody this. If you will take notes while you're watching me teach and you never read them again, you will learn more than if you don't take notes. Did you know that? If you take notes as I'm, you're writing it down, you will not remember it just listening to me like you will when you write these words down. And if you write them, if you watch the DVDs, I'm telling you how you will learn. It takes this to learn. And the more you learn, the less afraid of people you are when you go out there in public to meet them. And the less afraid. I talk to people real quiet. I talk to that bank president very quiet. I said, I don't celebrate Christmas. It's pagan. Just like that. That's the way I said it. But I said with confidence and surety. And if you learn these truths, I understand you don't know enough about them to defend it. Just do what I told her. Christmas is pagan. It was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. I Sometimes I'll say I can tell you that story if you want to know it. And it's at Roman Catholicism. Remember, it's Roman Catholicism. It was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it displeases God. You can say those two things to somebody, and they'll go, whoa, like you slapped them in the face. Now, where was I? And he nor, nor taketh reward against the innocent. If you take a bribe in order, it's a bribe when you beat some poor person out of their money or you sell them something or you're trying to hide the truth from them. You can't hide the truth. Fred don't hide the truth. He goes out and works on, works on air conditioners, has people run him off. You do that, don't you? They want to hear that. He says every day. And he's making a living, aren't you? He's making a living. He's not worried about that. You have to get gutsy and learn some words. If you have to, carry some of these tracts with you and hand them to people and tell them this is Christmas is pagan. That's what it was. And I'm not going to preach that one. I'm just going to tell her, hey, here's something you need to know about me. Oh, she said one other thing. I said, I'm on TV in uh, about 200 towns and cities. I was thrilled at the next thing she said. She said, I know who you are.
<laughs> I went, wow. Not too well. Thank you, huh? Not too well. <laughs> yeah, I, she said, I know who you are. What she was saying, the word is out about you. She didn't say, I know you're Jim Brown. She said, I know who you are. She didn't know you didn't do Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't know that, did she? But the word is out, I'm going around and preaching to people. I don't force anything on anybody. I've been at that bank 40 years, and she don't know she's given me a testimony about her in front of the congregation. That's going all over the world. Huh? That's going all over the world. Yeah, it is. Now, look at 26 and 10 of Psalms. 26 and 10. I'm just reading you some of these verses because I want you to know about them. 26 and 10. It's speaking of, in verse 9, Gather not my soul with sinners. Let me stay apart from them, Lord. Nor my life with the bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of shall called bribes. You're bribing somebody with a gift, and they're bribing you with a gift not to say something to them. If I can get you to take, well, I know you don't celebrate Christmas, Jim, and here, just take this and don't tell anybody between me and you. No! Just say no. And then over here in uh, Proverbs. Look at Proverbs 6. I'm going to read several of these to you. Proverbs 6. Maybe you didn't know these were in the Bible. Proverbs 6 and verse 35. 6 and verse 35. All right. Look at verse 34 and verse 5. For jealousy is the rage of a man, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. A man that's in a rage won't accept your gifts. You can't buy them off. God's in a rage against those people that ignore his word. Look here in in verse chapter 17 verse 23 17 I want you to see these things this is one of the things people are buying you off with gifts they're buying you off with a dinner they're buying your peace with uh, let's get along this is a season for to hold hands with lying preachers and and disgusting family members that don't believe God. 17.23 A wicked man taketh a gift that shall cod out of the bosom to pervert the way of judgment. He doesn't want the truth, so what he does, he takes a gift from his bosom and says, let me buy you off. That's the big thing that's wrong. It's Christmas. And it's not just the gift that's wrapped up. It's all that's in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's the three gifts of the genie. And then 
Look here in Isaiah. Isaiah 1. Here's, this will lay it down like it is. Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1 and verse 23. Shall call is the word gift or bribe. Buying people's peace. I don't want to have to not get along so I won't see anything when I'm around them. If I know somebody hates the word of God, I will absolutely say something. So maybe they'll hate me along with God. I want to be in the same camp with God. If you don't, just make friends with people and give them a gift. and Give them the gift of just your presence without saying anything. That is also a gift, being in their presence without saying something. You say, I don't know much. Say what you do know. Say what little you know. Isaiah 1, 23. 1, Boy, does this ever say it. Talking to Israel for their rebellion going after these other gods... Thy princes are rebellious and the companions of thieves. Every one loveth gifts shall call. They like to be bought off and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither doth cause of the widow to come unto them. I don't want to take care of the poor and the needy and the widow and the orphan. Don't tell me about that. I want me. Me is my me is my goal and purpose. It's what I want. And then look here in 5 and 23. I love this. This is a verse I've quoted many times. The fifth chapter. Fifth chapter of Isaiah. I'm going to read a little bit of this. Verse 20. Well, let me read 18 down through 23. 18. Warn to them that draw iniquity with carts of vanity. Those that drag iniquity around behind them as though they're proud of their sexual escapades, their drinking, their cussing, whatever they're doing, woe unto them. That's a cry of damnation. One to them that draw iniquity with the cords of vanity and sin as it were with a cart rope. They're parading their sin around. That say, let him make speed. Hurry up, God, and hasten your work that we may see it and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come that we may know it. Hurry up, God, and do your duty. Do your deed to us. One to them that call evil good and good evil. That's what we got going on today. Homosexuality is good. Watch. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Ellen. 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 Ellen the, the, the degenerate. Ellen the degenerate. They call out a homosexual. Uh, call out a lesbian. They came out of the closet. And everybody goes, yay, isn't this great? They call evil good and good evil. You try to open up your mouth in public and say, here's the Greek word, and they get upset at you. 
and put darkness for light and light for darkness and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's going on in the world today, isn't it? Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. There's that wisdom that Eve sought in that tree. And prudent in their own sight. Prudent means to look out for oneself. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine. They're not talking about here literal drunkenness. Watch what it says. Woe to them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. And here's what they do. This is proof. The next verse is proof. He's not talking about literal drunkenness, which justify the wicked for reward for shokad. Well, I think he's okay. And I think my family's okay. And I think my wife is okay and I think my husband's okay and I think my brothers and sisters okay they go to a Baptist church well good for them and not good for them bad for them and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him they will steal your righteousness by giving rewards and justifying evil men for what they do. Have you ever heard people justify some guy? Well, he goes to this church or that church. He goes to the Methodist church where they believe. My mother told me when I was about five years old, I will never forget. My father was a Methodist song leader in Methodist churches because his father was a circuit riding Methodist preacher up until I was 10 years old. We were Methodist. And my mother told me, now, Jimmy, now, if you do good thing, Jesus puts a, red, a white mark in your heart. And if you do something bad, he puts a black mark in your heart. And when you die, if you got more white marks and you got black marks, you get to go to heaven. My mother told me that when I was five. I think you need to tell your children they have to repent. I don't care how young they are. Now, look over here. Look at 33 and 15. I'm about through here with these. 33. Here's the word shakad. Each time you find that word reward, shakad. He that walketh uprightly and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, that shaketh his hands from beholding bribes, shakad, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil, he shall dwell on high, his place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks, bread shall be given him and his water shall be sure. The person that won't take any bribes. Bribes comes in many forms. It's just you letting people get by with what they do and say, I want to have peace in my life and my family. I don't want to tell my family. Well, then watch them go to hell. Because they will plunge into hell one day. And your family may be like this man I read about. He supposedly went to a Billy Graham crusade and got saved. Got saved. I don't believe in that. And he 
worked in this factory for years with this other guy and the other guy just thought well he's he's just a regular guy he's not a christian he never witnessed anybody never told him about the lord and he comes up and has a incident where he comes to the truth and converts and then when he converts the guy that was so-called saved said well i got saved years ago he said well i couldn't tell it by the way you lived can people tell you're a believer by the way you live by what you say can they say about you i know who you are She said a lot to me. I walked away grinning when she said that. I went, thank you, Lord. I know who you are. You're that guy that people talk about around here. I've talked. I, I walked down the line at the bank, handed all the tellers years ago one of those tracks over. And I turned around behind me, and there was one of them wrestlers with the wrestling set federation. He's about this tall. And I turned around and hand him one. He said, I don't want one of them. I said, I ain't going to give you one either. And I just turned around. <laughs> and I was up here at Publix one day, and I was giving somebody one of the tracks. And there was a guy behind me with his long beard. and It was that songwriter. What was his name? Gray beard guy. He died a while back. Leon Russell. Leon Russell, yeah. Leon Russell behind me. He wrote for the carpenters and a bunch of other people I handed him one he said well thank you very much I remember it was on the end of time it was I said well you need this I didn't say I know you're Leon Russell I just handed it to him I don't know if you ever read it all right now I'm going to go to my favorite have I given you anything else there the Bible speaks of taking gifts to shed blood in Ezekiel twenty-two twelve, and my favorite of all these verses in Micah three eleven. Micah, I've read this to you a hundred times if I've read it once. Micah three, but you got to look at some of the verses before it. What's wrong with Christmas is it's, it's a lie. First of all, it's Christ's mass. It's Roman Catholicism. All right. I'm not, I know enough Bible up here in my head. I don't have it all memorized, but I know enough that I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. I used to, when I was young and I was going to witness... Perhaps you can identify with this. My heart would go boom, 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 boom. I'm fixing to talk to this guy about the Lord. And I'd breathe hard. You ever done that? You don't want, you don't have to do that when you're the authority and they're not. And they don't know nothing about the Bible. I can lead them around all over the place and have them so confused. And I don't mean that a boast. I've spent 63 years studying Bible. I should be able to say something. And don't try to be difficult with the people. Just be plain with them. I, I was working on assembly line in 1962, I believe it was, 63. And 
me and this guy would witness to everybody on the line and I was sitting reading my Bible on break one time. It was a little testament and this guy Joe walked up to me and said, read me something out of the Bible. I was being a little mischievous because I knew he was a church of Christ. So I turned it over there and I said, we're bound to give thanks over to God for you brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. About that time he said, the Bible don't say that. I said, here, Joe, you read it. Right there. Hath chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. He just didn't like it. He was about 26 and I was about 22 at the time. All right. Here's the verse I love on this. This will show you what giving gifts will do. Watch out. I don't ever want a gift from anybody after November the 1st or before January the 31st. Don't associate anything you give me with so you can identify it with Christmas. I don't want it. Because that makes it look like, well, he took this gift and it wasn't wrapped up, but he don't mean the things he says, especially to his friends. I'm his friend. I don't want it. I love this right here. This is talking about, it's talking about Micah's talking about the prophets in Israel. He says, they preach, they won't hear the words of God in verse 4. Verse 5, thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets of Israel that make my people to err. That means to stray or wander. That bite with the teeth. It's talking about sting like a snake. It reminds me of under their lips is the poison of asps in the third chapter of Romans. I ought to give you that. How much time do I have, Mike? 36. All right, let me give you this, and we'll come right back here. Look over here. This goes along with gifts. Look at Romans, the third chapter. goes with the gifts. Then I'll have to go over to James and come back here. Romans 3. Well, the Bible says there is none righteous, not one. There is none that understandeth. Verse 11. None that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are altogether become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And the, among these people that don't do good, their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. They've got the poison of asp. Let me show what the poison of asp is. Look over here in James, the fifth chapter. Same word as poison. James. It's a gift that's under their tongue. It's what it is. James I'll get it here in a minute. Y'all wait for me. All right. James, 
fifth chapter. Go to now, verse 1, Go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that they come upon you. Your riches are corrupted. Your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and rust is cankered. And the rust of them rust and poison in Romans, the third chapter, are the same word and poison. The rust of them shall be a witness against you, the rust of your money, and shall heap your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped together treasures to, together for the last days. And this entire chapter is about people that oppress you with money. Gosh, I don't have time to go there. But when it says in verse 12, as any afflicted, it's talking about is any afflicted. Afflicted is the word call, call, patheo. Call, call, K-A-K-A-P-A-T-H-E-O. Kalkos is the common word evil. Are you suffering evil at the hands, suffer evil at the hands of these wicked men that have money and they're oppressing you? Then it says, let them pray. It don't mean, are you, is any afflicted? It don't mean, you're, are you afflicted with sickness? Are you afflicted by these rich men from the first part of the chapter? Let them pray. Is any married? Let him sing psalms. And when you see these words, you've got to go back to the first part of it. He goes on to say, the prayer of faith shall save the sick from... The word sick doesn't is not our word sick. It's the word kimna. It means afflicted. You're afflicted by these evil men. People use this chapter to come up and try to say, see, all we have to do is pray. Uh, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man abateth much is talking about praying for people who are being afflicted by the rich not afflicted by flu or by cancer it's not talking about that let's get back to where I was now go back over here to Micah this is what's wrong with Christmas gifts take that out of the you're not only getting a gift that's wrapped up in a in a pretty with a pretty bow in it, you're also getting a gift of being able to come into their presence without you causing any trouble. You have you're getting the gift of peace and getting along with people as long as you keep your mouth shut and don't say the truth to them. Invite me to your house while there's a Christmas party going on. Watch what I do. I wouldn't put, I won't get mad. I'll just say, this is all paganism. You know that, don't you? I'll be gentle about it. You don't have to be mean talking about Christmas. Now, look here. These same men, verse 5, Micah 3. Thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets of Israel that make my people to err, to stray, they bite with the teeth like a snake, and they, there's a poison of there's poison of asthma under their lips because they're talking about money, and they cry peace. Hey, 
we've got some poison for you and it's all about money and it's a gift and they want to get along. He putteth not into their mouths. God says, they're not talking for me anymore. They even prepare war against God. When they say peace and they've got the poison of asp under their lips and it has to do with money. Therefore, night shall be unto you and you shall not have a vision. This is verse 6. You'll not have a vision, prophets of the Lord in Israel. He's not preaching to false teachers from, from Tyre and Sidon or from Moab or Ammon. He's talking to the preachers of God in Israel. He's talking to Levites. And it shall be darkened to you that ye shall not divine, and the sun shall go down over the prophets, and the day shall be dark over them. That's not talking about an eclipse of the sun. That's talking about it's going to be dark. Truth is dark. Truth is dark in America. There's not hardly any truth going on out there. And the preachers are lying. Get a reputation about who you are and people will say, I know who you are. You're the guy who preaches to people all the time. Then shall the seers, a seers, one who looks into the future, be ashamed and the diviners confounded. Divine, kasal means to speak smooth words. Q-A-C-A-M. This is the word diviner. Q-A-C-A-M. There's variations of that. You have Kassim, Kassam. You got several variations of it. But it just smooth. The diviners are confounded, yet they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. You can shut your mouth, prophets of mine. There's no answer from your mouth coming from me. I'm not going to speak to you anymore. You've gone after the tree and the sun and the bell and the grove all through the scripture. For I truly am full of power by the spirit of the Lord. This is Micah speaking and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob that would be all 12 tribes. His transgressions and to Israel his sin. Hear this. I'm talking to you, preachers in Israel, preachers in America. Hear this. I pray you, ye heads of the house of Jacob, you kings. He's preaching to these guys here. The kings of Israel, the priests of Israel. That's who he's preaching to. When you read the Old Testament, you can't understand because you got to look and see who he's preaching to. He's preaching because they went after this Christ mass. Under another name. Hear this, I pray you, ye heads of the house of Jacob and priests, ye heads of the house of Jacob, which verse am I in? I lost. And princes of the house of Israel that abhor judgment and you pervert all equity, they build up Zion with blood. They offer their children in the fire to Moloch in the Valley of Tophet. I wrote a Christmas song about that. They killed their children. It was, it was 
Jezebel that brought it into Israel, all this sun and tree worship, and uh, and she was killed by Jehu over in Second Kings, the tenth chapter. And I wrote this song: Children roasting over an open fire, tofet nipping at their toes, fire wheels song, fire wheels. Songs being sung by a choir of KKK in Balaam clothes. <laughs> Everyone knows that Mecca is the place to go to worship Hercules' wife, Grove. Jehu said, Jezebel, you're dead. May the dogs lick your nose. The dogs ain't licked her blood. They say that Jehu's on his way. He'll have you thrown from the balcony by slaves. And every eunuch's child is going to fly if there's a way out of this and you don't die, Jezebel. Allah's crescent moon is on the wane. Sunrise services for Belle. Happy, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, dear Belle. I forget the last sentence. I wrote that years ago. That's the true Christmas song. It was about, it's about Jehu killing Jezebel for bringing this system into Israel. Now, let's read the now read this last verse here. They built up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. You want to see where they do that? Look read the Jeremiah the 19th chapter. The heads of Israel therefore judge for shall called bribes and the priests thereof teach for hire the word is wages they preach for money that sounds like preachers in America and the prophets therefore divine kasam kasam means to distribute by lot Distributes has the same meaning as demon, doesn't it? By lot. To distribute by lot or distribute fortunes. That's. Can you get a hold of this gift, sir, for you to distribute the fortune of your peace to others? Can you get a hold of that? That's what gifts are for. Gifts don't just come wrapped in a present. They come in getting along with the world. I want to get along with them. I don't want to mention truth to them. I know some of you have a hard time witnessing, don't you? Huh? Do you or not? Don't try to don't try to go into Baal in the Grove and and uh, and Jehu and Jezebel and Ahab and don't try to explain all the history. Just tell them it's pagan. And it was Roman Catholicism. It's the mass. That mass is eating human flesh. Just say simple things to them. Why you don't do it. Yeah, that's why you don't do it. Then he says, And the prophets therefore divine, distribute by lot, for money, yet will they lean upon the Lord and say, is not the Lord among us as we preach for money and preach for hire and preach for reward? 
None evil can come upon us Baptist preachers, us Pentecostal preachers, us. You're lying. They're just out and out lying. They want to say, well, the Bible says that uh, God loved Jacob and he hated Esau before they were born. I start quoting that to them. One woman said, you're quoting some obscure Old Testament verses. I didn't know Old Testament was obscure. Go back to Romans. This is, this is what they say. And this is why they're insane. To be insane means you can't think properly. You think irrational. Somebody gives you the truth and you say it means something else. No, it doesn't. Go to Romans 8. Now, Romans 9. I've quoted this out in public to people, but I'll read it to you. Verse 9, this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by her father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, they hadn't been born when it was said of them, neither have they done any good or evil. The sons of Rebekah had not done any good or evil when it was said of them, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, it was not of works, but of God that called Jacob. It was said unto Rebekah, The elder shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob have I loved before he was born, before he had done any good or evil, and if either one of them had done any good or evil, it was Jacob. And Esau have I hated. And people say, let me go back here and show you where this all started. Go back to Genesis. You can show people this and they don't care. Go to Genesis 26. Actually, we need to go back to 25. 25 and verse 19. These are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padanaram, and sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. He wanted a son. And the Lord was entreated of him. He was comforted of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said, Two nations are in thy womb. Well, they will become nations. But before they're born as two individuals, God loved Jacob and hated Esau. Jacob was a scoundrel. He lied to his father in this next chapter. He lied to his brother. When he ran for his life and spent 20 years over in the land of Haran, he lied to his father-in-law and stole from him. Jacob was a rascal. You can't say that he had never done any good or evil after he was born. 
the Bible says before he had done any good or evil, then it has to be before he was born. God loved Jacob and hated Esau. And besides that, loved is the word agape. And agape is a commandment between, it's a commandment that fathers give to their sons. God gave Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, his commandments on Mount Sinai. He didn't give any commandments to Esau. And and in thy womb and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Before they're born, she's carrying them in her womb, and when her days to be delivered fulfilled, behold, twins came out of a womb, and the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came out his brother, and his hand was held upon Esau's heel. Now, the word Jacob means heel catcher, means one who trips up some brother. He comes out of the womb tripping his brother up. He's always tripping up somebody. And his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. He was 60 years old. Now, what is wrong with this thing called Christmas? People won't believe this, just like they won't believe Christmas is Christ's Mass, it's Roman Catholicism. It was against the law to celebrate it 300 years ago in this nation, in America. You can tell people about a daily cross. You can tell them about Christmas being pagan. Let me give you something I've been meaning to give you this year. This is a paper on Roman Catholicism. They've got all of these. This is the truth about Roman Catholicism. I had this for years. Once in a while, I'll read this. These are some of the things that Roman Catholics believe. They believe in praying for the dead. But they have dates on these when this all started in the Roman Catholic Church. Christmas, Christ's Mass... The Mass is the focal point of all Roman Catholicism, and the Christ Mass was the Feast of Saturn in the ancient world. It had nothing to do with Jesus. I told that bank president yesterday, I said, Christmas has nothing to do with Jesus. I forgot I said something else. I said, Jesus was God in the flesh. He died to save sinners, but Christmas doesn't. The Christ Mass has nothing to do with him. I did tell her that. She heard a message there. She's going to have to deal with me every time I go in. Just at least deal with my presence. I'll be there and I'll just go. I've been at that bank 40 years and I've never had anybody say I was offended to her. But do I blame her for that? No. At least she had guts enough to stand up to me. Other people didn't. Catholic Church started prayers for their dead, praying for the dead. When you go to a priest and you want to pray for the dead, you give him some money and he will pray for somebody that's in purgatory. There's no such place as purgatory. Somebody that's in limbo, somewhere halfway between purgatory and heaven. There's no such place as limbo. It's not in the Bible. They invented that. 
And they didn't come up with prayers for the dead, prayers for the dead till 300 A.D. I don't understand that. How can you pray for somebody that's dead and in hell? You can't get them out. Those that are there, Jesus said, will never come here. Making of the sign of the cross was the same year. They didn't put that in there. Sign of the cross to 300 A.D. Y'all have seen the stuttering priest, haven't you? You ever seen the stuttering priest? <laughs> That's a stuttering priest. All right. Veneration of angels and dead saints. Started that in three... You say, what's these doing back here when they didn't start the church till 325? It developed very slowly. They had, some, they had a man named Cyprian who was uh, one of the church fathers, and he had some craziness about him. He started in around 250 holding on to the, the uh, Eucharist. Gosh, I didn't mean to get in this. I'm sorry. But the Eucharist comes from the Agape Love Feast. The church in the first century had an Agape Love Feast, and you can look that up in any number of Agape Love Feasts. That's what was happening in the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 11, they're having an Agape Love Feast. And they got together, and then when they went under attack by the, Roman, by the Romans who was trying to kill off all the Christians, they would meet in the they would meet in caves in the catacombs the catacombs were those tunnels under rome they would hide there and instead of getting together for an agape love feast every first day of the week that's what they did they started carrying a little bag of food with them a little container of grape juice and they'd meet in some cave, and they'd fellowship together, and they would say to uh, one another, did you bring your food, your little scrip? A scrip was a food bag. When Jesus said, take no scrip with you, he said, take no food bag. And when Jim Jones stood up in his pulpit one time and slammed his Bible on the floor and said, the Bible says, take no scripture with you. He was an idiot total moron a script was a food bag they'd take their script with them a little container of grape juice and they'd carry on and keep having this a form of this ritual Cyprian kept that going in the middle of the second century finally it entered into the Catholic Church when, when Constantine starts the Catholic Church in 325 A.D. There's a lot more to it than that, but I don't have time to go into it. Use of images in worship was in 375 A.D. Image worship. 375. The Catholic Church was getting strong by then. And they started worshiping, image, worshiping images. 375 A.D. Worship images. 375. Worship images. I'm not going to have time to go through all of these things. I'll just read some of them. The Mass as a daily celebration 
was not until 394 A.D. 394. Mass. The Mass is where the priest holds the Eucharist, so-called Eucharist, up in the air and utters the word, Hocus Corpus Him Fully. And when he says that, then that is supposedly turns into the body and the blood of Christ. And then they try to fulfill Jesus' words when he said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. But it was against God's law to eat human flesh and drink human blood. And they, Jesus said, what I'm talking about is eating and drinking of truth. My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Indeed is the word aletheis, it means of truth. And eat flesh and drink blood was an old ancient idiom that meant to partake in a slaughter. And we become lambs to the slaughter when we begin to witness to people and take a stand for Christ. That's what we've been talking about earlier. Not giving them the gift of peace to get along with them, but to say the truth. I'll tell you what it do to you. If you learn enough to learn how to take a stand... It brings a peace to your life that you can't imagine. It doesn't keep you nervous from now on. You learn how to witness, how to talk to people gently but firmly. Learn enough of these words. Learn enough of the truth. Get some of I've got about six different tracks over there, six or eight different tracks on Christmas. i got one on the Christmas tree. i got one on What's So Bad About Christmas. I've got one on St. Nicholas. Uh, Fourth century Roman Catholic bishop. He's dead. Uh, I've got several others over there. Take those and give them. I got one on the feast of Saturn, the Saturnalia. The mass is is one of the phoniest things in the world. Christ's mass is about the festival of the mass or the feast of Saturn. Beginning of the exaltation of Mary, the term mother of God applied at the Council of Ephesus in 431. They didn't find out that Mary was the mother of God till 431 A.D. She's not God's mother. Jesus was God in the flesh, but he was the I Am long before he appeared in Mary's womb. She didn't mother God. Extreme unction or the last rites wasn't, they didn't discover this till 526 AD. The doctrine of purgatory was brought in by Gregory I in 593 AD. Prayers to Mary and dead saints. That's ridiculous. Praying to the dead. That's talking to the dead. That's necromancy. You had to die for that. 600 A.D. You don't pray to Mary. You know where praying to Mary come from? When the Catholic Church brought her in the church, they took Malita, Venus, Sybil, Ceres, Sybil, and all these and. Aphrodite. Aphrodite means wrath subduer, and the 
sun worshippers would pray to Aphrodite to assuage or divert the anger of their gods. So when they brought Aphrodite, Milita means female mediatrix. That's a mediatrix, M-E-D-I-A-T-R-I-X. Mediatrix means a female mediator. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Somebody wants to tell you they're Catholic, so I don't believe in that. I got a t-shirt that says Christmas is Roman Catholicism. Most of you have seen it. I'm not a Roman Catholic. It says that on it. When I go in to get my shots at the doctor, I pull my shirts off and that's the only one that's on. They got to read it. They get scared of talking to me. I promise you that. They don't want to talk to me about the Bible. One of them said, Jim, we love you, but you know, we may disagree with you, uh, but but uh, uh, we still love you even if we do disagree with you. I said, you can't disagree with me. When this t-shirt says God does not love everybody, it has a Greek meaning, and you don't know what the Greek meaning is. And they just go... You're going to have to ask me what it means and I'll explain it to you, okay? And they don't ever ask me. Never have asked me to this day. And I've got it on just about every time I go in there. Because i got several shirts that say, God does not love everybody. Yeah, you wear the same shirt every day. Huh? You wear the same shirt every day. Hey, I wear the same shirt every day. Mary says, well, I've got a blue one, I've got a orange one, and a got a regular white t-shirt said God doesn't love everybody I like them because it's what it says I got to give you this before I go any further the canonization of dead saints 995 celibacy of, of priesthood where they couldn't have wives wasn't until 1079 AD and then the rosary was brought in from paganism in 1090. Indulgences in 1190 AD. That's where you could pay for a sin on Monday that Monday that you were going to commit on Friday. <laughs> Transubstantiation by Innocent the Third, 1215 AD. Auricular confession of sins to a priest. When you go into a closet and confess to him, 1215 AD. Adoration of the wafer, I call it a wafer God, was in 1220. The cup forbidden to the people at communion was in 1414 A.D. Purgatory proclaimed as a dogma was in 1439. Doctrine of the seven sacraments, 1439. And I got to give you these two. The assumption of Mary bodily into heaven without dying because they say she was not a sinner therefore she didn't have to die the wages of sin is death that didn't happen she wasn't proclaimed immaculately assumed into heaven like Christ immaculately assumed until I was 11 years old I was 11 when we found out Mary was immaculately assumed in 1950 Boy, it takes them long to find out their beliefs, don't they? And here's her going up into heaven as the mother of God, as the queen of heaven. And i got to come back and say some things on the queen of heaven. I can't get all this in just 
and just one message is too much. I got got her as the queen of heaven in here somewhere. There's a priest raising the Eucharist up right here. Right there. This is a Roman Catholic book. There it is right there. And then it's got her up in the air being assumed into heaven. And the reason they come up with the Immaculate Assumption is because they said she wasn't a sinner. She said, now this is Mary's words, My soul doth rejoice in God my Savior in the first chapter of Luke. A Savior is one that one who is saving sinners. Mary said with her own words, I am a sinner. And they said that she wasn't a sinner. And that she was immaculately assumed. And that she was claimed, found out that she was the mother of God in 1965. I was 26 years old when they found out she was God's mother. Is that crazy? And they've got her being a sinner she is. The angels are gathering around her and she's being taken up into heaven as the queen of heaven. The queen of heaven was Venus and Milet and all the rest of these. There she is, assuming up into heaven. They didn't find out until around 1856 that she was immaculately conceived. Somebody said something to me the other day about the immaculate conception. I said, that's about Mary being conceived without sin in the womb of her mother. I believe her mother was Anne or something like that. And I said, the conception is not about Jesus being conceived without sin. It's about Mary. They didn't find that out until about 1856. I'm out of time. I'm just trying to feed y'all all the information I can. And it's all about Israel going after all these other gods in the Old Testament. How can you ever get away from that subject? You can't. I hope you remember this thing about gifts. Because that's the big thing that's wrong with Christmas. A gift is not something that you just wrap up and put a bow on it. A gift is something that comforts you. It's a bribe. To get your peace from them. That's what it is. So you don't have to take a stand. If you accept a gift, it'll take three, four years for them to get over that. They'll start saying, he don't mean what he says. She don't mean what she says. You will fight. Let me tell you what happens. When you first start taking a stand... For Christmas in your family, your family will say, they're crazy. You know where they've done? They've gone and joined a cult. That's what they'll say. And by the end of the first year, they will have seen on the History Channel or A&E, a special on Christmas, how it comes out of paganism because they put them on there every year. And then they'll see that. And by the end of the second year, if they see you in public, they'll go, just like they do me. Hey, Jim, I don't have time to talk. I, I'll see you later. They don't want to talk to me about December. They just run away from me because they found out that what I was saying is true. You don't have to keep talking to people. Just tell them Christmas is pagan. Watch A&E and watch the History Channel. As you get close to Christmas, and you'll see it.
They got all kinds of. And maybe I'll seen something on A&A or Chris or the. Hey, everybody here seen it. I like how they get mad at you instead of me. How they get mad, mad at me? Well, they get mad at you if you take a stand. Still your fault. I'm through. I'm, I, I'm not through. I'm just through for this morning. Okay. Let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. Lord, help us to learn to take a stand at witness for you and not to take gifts. Thank you for your word. I pray you'll give the church strength to stand. Lord, give us strength in our lives to be what we're supposed to be. Fight our battles. We don't need to fight anyone. We'll give you praise for everything in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for... I think it's funny that uh, some of my friends, uh, uh, friends, you know, they post, they say, you know, about Christmas, you know, have a good Christmas and all this stuff. And, um, you know, it's about Jesus. They don't say anything about this is my opinion at all. But when I contradicted, they said I should, I should have said it was my opinion. They got upset. I'm like, y'all don't say that. Yeah. I have to say that. Well, just keep witnessing. Keep telling them. Keep telling them. Hey. Hey, Papa Bear. What are you doing? I'm going to call you sometime this week. I'm struggling with some stuff. I just wanted to... Well, just come out and see me. Okay. I want to make sure I know if you're going to be... Sometimes I'm not home. Sometimes I'm not home. So call me. Feeling well, yeah. Call me and you can come out when you call. It's been a rough, little bumpy holiday. Okay. Hey, what are you doing, Ben? I'm returning a key. I should have done that yesterday evening. I put it on the handle there. Good to see you. I love you, Zach. Just come out and see me or just call me and make sure I'm home. I'll call you first, yeah. Okay. I love you, man. Good message. Zach has been with us a yeah, long since, time. Since the youth, since the days of his youth. Since he was a little boy. Since a little kid. Yeah.